Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am your host, Tony Serino, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Today on the show, day three of awards week here on Locked On Steelers. Today we're giving out the most improved of the 2018 season. Now this can be either a thing about the team that improved or a player that improved. Uh, but this year, not a whole lot of things about the team improved. We have, we have certain players that improved, certainly. But you know, when you're looking at certain aspects of the team that improved year over year, it's hard to pinpoint certain aspects of the team, right? Especially a team that went from being a 13 and three division winning playoff team with a bye week to being a nine six and one team that missed the playoffs, lost the division to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, so we're really going to give out the best, uh, the the most improved player of the 2018 season. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Tony Serino. You can find more of this podcast by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, search Locked On Steelers, hit that subscribe button. Make sure to get your daily dose. You can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. You can find us on Facebook, search Locked On Steelers, hit the like button there. Make sure you also join the Facebook group and you can also find us on Instagram at Locked On Steelers. Our next award is the most improved player. I shouldn't say player because I don't, actually I don't know if we've ever given most improved to a thing about the team, but most disappointing has definitely gone there. We'll get to that uh, probably tomorrow. But the most improved player, I only have nominated players here, so you guys can correct me and add other things here about the season. Actually, no, it's not true. Most improved, yeah, we had the, we had the game plan for the Patriots last year was nominated. So this is the most improved thing about the team. All right, nominees. Sean Davis, who moved from strong safety to free safety, much like we talked about in that discussion about Terrell Edmonds the other day, uh, and his he won best new player. Sean Davis, uh, not not great as a free safety, but not bad, and he went from being a pretty bad strong safety to a uh, serviceable free safety, I guess you could say. I put Juju on this list as most improved. I don't know. I mean, he was already so good as a rookie. He may not even belong on this list. You guys can tell me if I'm wrong on that one. Vance McDonald. Put on here, and that's another one where I mean he was hurt all of last year, and that's more of the reason why we didn't see much of him. But I put him on this list as well. James Connor, L.J. Fort, Javon Hargrave, and then Matt Filer, who started the majority of the uh, the year, actually the, the end of the year, at right tackle in place of Marcus Gilbert. Matt Filer was a practice squad sla- practice squad slash um, you know fifty third guy on the roster type a season ago. He went from that to being the starting right tackle on this team. So those are my nominees for most improved. Is there anyone or anything about the team that improved that you guys want to add to this list? There's nothing else, right? I, I mean, can't think, yeah. I can't yeah, think of anything no, else. There's, there's nothing else. Uh, yeah. Okay. So are you guys good with putting Juju and Vance McDonald on the, I mean, do they even belong on the most improved list? Let's start with Juju. Initially, I liked him on the list because he, I mean, how many catches did he have in his first year? So he, recall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pull it up real quick. So Juju in uh, in his rookie year, he probably had fifty or sixty somewhere in there. Uh, might have been uh, might have been more than that. Oh yeah, you're right. No, fifty eight. Fifty eight catches for nine hundred and seventeen yards, seven touchdowns. He improved to one hundred and eleven and fourteen hundred yards uh, in year two. Seven touchdowns as well. <laughs> seven again. Yeah. I mean that's the it's a big improvement, and he basically you know made a name for himself this year. I think. Um. Well, he went, from, he went from being like nice compliment to a B to being you know another number one receiver in like this one offense. A yeah 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 okay so are you good with keeping him on the list yeah yep Joe well and, uh, I mean, at first so, I thought he didn't belong on the list but I mean I'm not a stats guy but uh, in this case 
I think the stats are, are not they're, they're portraying an accurate picture. Um, uh, although I say this, he made a name for himself last this year. Yeah, he made, yeah. He put an exclamation point on it, and he and he proved that last year wasn't a fluke. Um, it wasn't luck. It wasn't because guys were overlooking him. Um, teams came out. They knew they had to stop AB. They knew they had to stop Juju. Um, they stopped AB. They didn't do a very good job of stopping Juju. I mean, you know, and I, I mean, I pointed out that he had less, a lot less catches last year, but most of those catches were in the second half of the season. And so, I mean, he, he really was playing at the level he played in his second year. He was playing at that level towards the end of the first year. That's so, true. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't really start. Not, not that he didn't start. He didn't play a whole lot. You're right in the in the beginning part of the the 2017 season. Yeah, they were still trying to get Martavis going. Right. Yeah, Martavis. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So we're gonna be keeping Juju. What about Vance McDonald? Are we good with keeping Vance on the list? Even though I mean injuries are really what kept. I mean, him he's out. more of a yeah. That's he's more of a comeback player. Yeah. But. Definitely, you know, as far as production, definitely was, you know, tremendously, tremendous improvement. Okay. Joe, you're good? With Vance on the list? Yes, I am. All right. (laughs) All right. Uh, All right. So that will keep the list as is, which means we have to get a list. I put seven names on this list, although two of them I thought were coming off, but they're not. So our most improved nominees are Sean Davis, Juju Smith-Schuster, Vance McDonald, James Conner, LJ Fort. Javon Hargrave and Matt Filer. Uh, okay, we need a name to come off this list first. I'm, I guess Sean Davis can come off. I mean, he had free safety. He was fine, much like Terrell Edmonds. I think there's better players in this list, more improved players on this list than Sean Davis. Because I'll say this about Sean Davis. He may not be the starting free safety a year from now. I do agree. I mean, he did start all the games. He did improve, but he didn't make very many impact plays. I think the most impactful play of Sean Davis was knocking the ball out of, was it Joe Hayden's hand in the, uh, in the Chargers game in the end zone? The big hit he played. Yeah, not, only for, an, yeah, not yeah. only for an incomplete pass, but it was a touchdown. Right, exactly. exactly. Could have been an interception. Or, or a missed interception, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, all right, so we're going to take Sean Davis. Oh, Joe, you're good with taking Sean Davis off? Joe's mute button is. Yeah, I am. I am. Okay. Um, okay, that leaves us Juju, Vance McDonald, James Connor, LJ Fort, Javon Hargrave, Matt Filer. There's a lot of good names on this list. A lot of good names. I mean, Juju, I, I mean, at this point, we talk about year-over-year improvement, right? Juju, year-over-year, is he, was he as, be- like, okay, did he get better year-over-year as much as a guy like James Connor? I don't think, I mean, no way. Connor was night and day. Right, LJ Fort was non-existent on this defense, and then all of a sudden he became a pretty useful player on that defense. In fact, you know he kind of saved that defense at times when they otherwise I thought they were going to get killed by teams like Atlanta. Um, Javon Hargrave on the defensive line. I mean, Hargrave's kind of shown this in the past: his ability to rush the passer in the middle, be disruptive in the middle of the field. I don't mean maybe he can come off this list, and then Filer at right tackle. I mean, again, night and day. I mean, the guy was not, nowhere to be found a year ago, and now all of a sudden he's starter capable. Almost, you can make almost make an argument that Juju comes off the list just because the other players were more improved at the position. I agree with that. Yeah, they made uh, bigger steps. Yeah. All right, taking Juju out. 
Any other names stand out to you guys to, to come off the list? Vance McDonald, James Conner, LJ Fort, Javon Hargrave, Matt Filer. I'll nominate... Uh, oh. Oh. Oh, you're on mute? Go ahead. I, I was going to say Hargrave coming off. Hargrave. That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was improved, but same thing. Not a lot of impact. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought I thought he was actually underused. I'd like to see him used more... Uh, next season than uh, than he was this year, uh, but I mean I, I, he was improved. But like you said, he didn't have the impact because he didn't have the reps. All right, that leaves us with Vance McDonald, James Conner, L.J. Fort, Matt Filer. Now it gets interesting. Here's my problem with I think Filer is the name that's going to stand out because he only started half the year. F- Filer and Fort are the two names to me that stand out here. I, I know our, our first inkling is going to be to take Filer off the list. Keeping Filer on the list is a way to, first of all, give credit to the job that Mike Munchak did as the offensive line coach. Because Matt Filer and what he did to Matt Filer is not unique. It's not, it's not, not a Matt Filer thing. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Filer and his, his ability, right? But you look at what, uh, what Munchak did for Alejandro Villanueva, who was you know, a nobody coming out of, out of college. He was not thought of highly as a left tackle. In fact, I think he was a tight end or a defensive lineman. He was converted to left tackle. And Munchak made him a starting caliber left tackle in this league. Uh, the same can be said for Chris Hubbard. The same can be said for Kelvin Beecham. And, you know, B.J. Finney now is going to probably take over for Ramon Foster. Um, they, you know, it's just it, it, Munchak does this time and time again. And so I, I'd like to find a way to keep Filer, Filer on this list just as a way to throw, you know, to give some appreciation to what Munchak did over the last, whatever it was, five to seven years that he's been offensive line coach. I like well, Filer. I'm in agreement with that. Yeah. I mean, I like him because you said he was a practice squad player last year or a 53-man. Yeah, he was right around. Yeah I, think he, yeah, I think he was like the 53rd guy. On, on and off the roster. Yeah. And, uh, and I know that you said he started like the second half of the season, but wasn't he kind of the swing guy in the at the beginning of the season or he didn't play very much Yeah, I think all? I think you're right. I think he was the swing guy at the beginning of the year as well, yeah. So, I mean, that's a huge improvement to go from – you know, from 53rd man swing guy to starting and not only starting, but being uh, effective. Yeah. I mean, did, did you notice the games like where he was in versus when he wasn't? I don't think anyone really notices, right? I mean, Marcus Gilbert's a great right tackle. The Steelers gave him a big contract. But when he went out and Filer came in, there's really no discernible impact or difference between the two. Uh, and I think that speaks to the quality of Filer, but also the quality that Mike Munchak did. Uh, in in uh, in shaping Filer over the couple years that he was, the uh, coach. I nominate I mean, Munchak for president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, is there is there? Yeah, I don't know what award we can give Munchak, but uh, maybe offensive. I mean, I, <laughs> and I don't know how they grade the offensive lines, but uh, the Steelers are in the top five, aren't they? They were. They they should have been. It's funny because the the NFL Honors Award gave it to the Rams. There that was the offensive line of the year. Well, number one, but I mean, the Steelers are up there, right? The Steelers were up there. The Steelers should have. I think the Steelers and the Saints had the best two offensive lines in the league this year. Um, and it's funny that the Rams got the got the award at that show because if you watch the Super Bowl, how did Jared Goff do behind that line? Did he have a whole bunch of time to throw <laughs> back there? No, no. Uh, yeah, but that was that was Goff's fault. No, no. I mean, listen, Goff's terrible. Or Goff was terrible in that game. But yeah, okay. I mean, if you're coming, you're coming at a guy like that, and he can't. He can't pick your defensive part because you're coming a thousand miles an hour with everything you got. That's his fault. That's not your line's fault. Yeah, that's just simple math. Right. 
All right, are we good with taking LJ Ford off this list? And I mean, the, the list is Vance McDonald, James Conner, Matt Filer, or LJ uh, Ford. I'm good with LJ Ford coming off because same thing. He well, not same thing, but it, he basically was impactful towards the end of the season. Yeah. Right, he didn't really have much of a chance at the beginning of the season. No, no, no. He really came in because of injury mid-season, and then they, he kind of stuck around because of how effective he was. So, I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see how well he plays next season. Well, he's a free agent, and I don't know if he's coming back. Well, it won't be that interesting yeah. to see him on another team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, most improved between Vance McDonald, James Conner, Matt Filer. I think this award has to go to James Conner, right? I think so too. I mean, you know, he he was he was good last season or his rookie his rookie season, right? Last yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, rookie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, he was good and promising, but to see him uh, take over the way he did and to fill in for Le'Veon, that was very impressive. Yeah. No, I think I think it became like a Le'Veon who type thing, you know, mid season. I mean, when 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 he went on his run, I mean, he got hurt there and and he kind of fell off at the end of the year because of that injury. But there was a run there for the first eight, nine, ten weeks of the year where it was James, you know, people were putting up stats and people were, you know, Steeler fans were so happy to put up the stats between Le'Veon's first ten games and, and James Conner's first ten games and how good Connor was in comparison. Now some of this is about the offensive line. I think, you know, this is a I think James Conner's story is a bigger story about the NFL as a whole and about the running back position as a whole and should you be paying running backs at all and how much you know, how much does talent at the running back position even matter when you have a great offensive line? And not to diminish James Conner here, but the Steelers had a great offensive line and Conner took advantage of that, just as Le'Veon took advantage of that in years past. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think that you're right. Conner was fine in his rookie year. He was one of the better running backs in the league in his second year. He was a bargain at the beginning of the season if you were playing those weekly fantasies. Oh, yeah, he's winning your money he was, for sure. Yeah, he was getting a lot of points, and he <laughs> yeah. wasn't very expensive. <laughs> Joe, are you good with James Conner here? I, I don't think there's any other choice. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a it was a terrific story. It was a terrific um, – It was a, that was a terrific thing to watch as a fan, um, you know, uh, was to watch a young guy like that, a guy who you wanted to see do well, um, a guy who you thought wasn't wasn't going to get many chances, who was going to play second fiddle to, you know, one of the best running backs in the league at the at the time, and and maybe you know one of the best running backs you know to ever play in the league, and um, and instead he gets the top role and and you know pardon the pun but he runs away with it. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's just a great thing to watch. Um, and uh, I don't think there's any, as far as this, the, the, the award for most of it's not even close. No, I, and I think the story of James Conner, like you said, is, is a terrific one, right? This is a guy who, who beats cancer, uh, comes to the NFL, plays for his hometown team in the Steelers. And then you have this whole Le'Veon holdout thing that's, that's hanging over him, right? You know, he's going to be playing in the shadow of Le'Veon Bell and he uses that to it to his advantage because because you know because the guy has heart and the guy he goes out there and you have you have a guy in Le'Veon who didn't want to play football and then you have James Conner out there who fought through everything he had to to get to that point to earn that spot as the starting running back and took full advantage of it uh yeah hats off to James Conner and everything he did in 2018 he was terrific all right so James Conner our most improved player in the 2018 season the runner up at the runners up at the position Vance McDonald, the tight end, and the right tackle, Matt Filer. And Filer, 
again, this is more of a shout out uh, to Mike Munchak as well because of the the um, the coaching that Munchak gave to that offensive line over the years. And Matt Filer, another one of those players that Munchak coached up uh, along his tenure. All right, and that'll do it for me today. Thank you all for listening. A bit of a shorter podcast today, although just one award given out today. Yesterday we gave out two. Tomorrow we're giving out three awards. Tomorrow's going to be a very long podcast, 45 minutes plus. I'm going to try and edit it down under 45 minutes, but you know, try to give you guys a breather today with just a shorter podcast today, and then tomorrow uh, we'll have a, a longer podcast. And then Friday, our discussion on most disappointing it's a wild, wacky one. Get strap in. It's going to be, I'm going to hope to get an under an hour, but it may be an hour long podcast, but you'll have all weekend to listen to it. Hope you guys enjoy it. I'll be back tomorrow with more Locked on Steelers.